0: Welcome to The Vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to another episode of The Vault, where we level up with Todd Hartley. He's the rock star of remote selling, video marketing, and sales optimization. The founder and CEO of Wirebus. He creates effortless, on-demand buying experience that improve clarity, eliminate confusion, and leverage your sales team to help. He's also a Tony Robbins Business Mastery faculty speaker, teaching business leaders the number one make-or-break skill of 2021, remote selling. His clients include Tony Robbins, Justin Timberlake, MD Anderson, and so much more. To help your business achieve video mastery, from hooking prospects' attention to shortening your sales cycles, Here's Todd Hartley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this.
0: I'm so excited you're here. We have been uh, hanging out for a while and I love your work. I'm so glad that you get to enlighten this amazing audience of The Vault. So tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. What is the backstory of you becoming the CEO of Wirebus and providing these solutions?
1: Yeah, the backstory is really fascinating. I grew up struggling miserably with attention and learning disabilities. And for a vast majority of my life into my 40s, I was humiliated about it. So I kept it a secret. Nobody knew. And then except my family members. But in work, nobody knew. And I just got up every day to strengthen my weaknesses and develop my strengths. And before I knew it, my career took off. It took off early and for the last 20-something years, I've been leading digital marketing initiatives and leveraging video to help my clients convince and convert at faster rates. But the real trick is I don't think you ever get away from the kid you were that struggled, the one that understands or still feels the pain. But with every day getting up and, and working to persevere, mm-hmm. it's allowed me to develop myself in a really, I don't know, I guess unique way so I've been able to excel in a lot of different areas.
0: Wow amazing and amazing thank you so much for sharing that story I think that there is uh, indeed uh, no way to escape (laughs) the old self it will always come back right so definitely something that could limit you if you don't take the action and one of the things that you will take action with if you have a great strategy and uh, especially in nowadays with all the seals being thrown over your head and this short attention span how do you make sure that you have uh the best sales process that people feel that trust level the moment that they are ready for buying or
1: well the core of sales is still the same in a traditional sales model where you're face to face or you're doing it remotely on zoom or on social media or your website the core is when your prospects know what you know and believe what you believe, then buying from you becomes an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. So the real trick, the foundational element in a remote first world, which is where we're all going to be living for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And <laughs> traditional face-to-face sales is going to become secondary. Yeah. But in this new world, the whole goal is developing relationships, looking into the camera, demonstrating sincerity and being a trusted advisor that guides your prospects through the decision-making process while demonstrating your company's level of customer service that you provide. All of that can be demonstrated in video and be done in a way that develops human-to-human relationships.
0: Mm, because in, I've been in corporate, in corporate sales management for over 15 years. So for me, um, uh, of course, there was the marketing team doing all of that, and we were just doing the sales, right. which which got out of the funnel. But how do you see this in different levels, in different departments of these corporate businesses, for example? How do you see this video market, marketing having its um, best effectiveness?
1: Yeah, I think what we've gone through in the last 20 or something years is marketing and sales teams have been divided in different silos, feeling like they're working on different teams. And in many cases, they despise each other. Yet Absolutely. they work at the same company, <laughs> right? And um and typically, you know, the first people that I get introduced to are going to be the marketing leadership. But when they ask me who do I want to meet with to start laying out their strategies, I want to meet with their best salespeople because the salespeople have already optimized the path to the magic word of yes. Mm, and yes. They've, they've had more repetition, client facing, and they've um, understand the nuance of the different buyers and how to That's finesse true. their way through. And marketing normally will only be interacting with prospects if they do an occasional ride along and few do, but where they normally experience the prospect is at a conference or event. Yeah. And it isn't until like day four when, they're, when their shoes are already out of their high heels do they start to realize that these people have different needs, pain and frustrations. And when you adjust like a salesperson does based on that prospect's needs, you end up moving them through the decision-making process at faster rates. So to go back to your primary question, which is like, what is the role of salespeople well, salespeople guide marketers. Marketing the marketing team is really just the in-house agency for the sales team. Ex- we forgot absolutely. that, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> they forgot it. <laughs>
1: yes, and um, and then the other piece to this is salespeople need to learn how to grab their phone and create personalized videos for their prospects whenever they identify confusion in the sales process, which should be like a a red flag. And when they get a red flag, they should say to themselves, the salesperson should say, how do I inject clarity into this Uh experience? Like that's how you unlock the vault to your Uh prospect's heart is you start thinking about where was the confusion and where were the questions in the meeting? And how do I, after the meeting, follow up with a piece of video where I can deepen the human to human relationship, make eye contact, demonstrate my willingness to serve them and use video so they can share it and over and over again until they realize the answer that they asked before that they were confused about. They now have clarity and that prospect now moves to the next step in the sales process. So you can start to and handle those next questions. So salespeople need to be dexterous. They need to be agile, like the karate kid and yeah. know how to respond at the appropriate time. And in this world that happens with video.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've managed a lot of salespeople. So for now, we're just focusing a little bit on corporate because I'm so interested in the different levels and how can video like benefit all the departments and them working together in order for them to create a better sales process. Right. Yeah. So but we will dive into thought leaders and the influencers in a while so that we can uh, see how that works for them, too. But when it comes to... um, Video creating. I know that people in sales, we, we in, in the former sales teams, we had a couple of sales tigers, which were the hunters, right? Yes. They were hunting. They were going for the yeses. They had a big uh, score, uh, you know, and they uh, they would do video. Now there is a big part of the team which are farmers, which are like indirectly in avoiding sales right because they might have limiting belief towards sales or maybe even limiting beliefs to doing video right. have you noticed this and how do you how do you make sure that they see the benefits of doing the video for themselves
1: yes hunters and farmers are still motivated by commissions yeah that is the uh, the the food that they live off of right yeah so what i typically do cuz i get to be brought in to train billion-dollar companies, and even aggressive startups or solopreneurs on how to crack the code to be able to get on video. And one of the keys is recognizing that if your vanity gets in the way of serving, you've got to readjust your priorities. I'll give you a quick example, if I may. At the beginning of the pandemic, March 2020, my client, Tony Robbins, reached out to me and asked if I could start training each of his 74 companies to sell remotely. Because all these employees now, for the first time, were not traveling, were're not meeting with prospects. They weren't you know everything was from a distance. so I started I booked six meetings or training sessions with each of his companies on zoom and um, and then the very next week, after I booked all these meetings throughout the whole summer, the very next week, my dermatologist in the United States opened up, and I discovered that I had skin cancer on my nose, in the center of my nose, and on the side, two different spots. And it was going to take three surgeries on both spots for 12 weeks. And I'd be bandaged all summer. Hmm. In my head, I thought, there's not a chance I'm going to miss my opportunity to train Tony Robbins companies. And I'm sure as hell not going to be getting on camera with my face all bandaged up. And it took me a little while to reconcile that I've been looking for an opportunity like this my entire life. And am I going to allow vanity or my need to look a certain way or be handsome or whatever it might be on camera to limit my greatest door open opportunity of my career? And once I readjusted and realized that my primary goal here is to not look amazing, which I do today, yes, thank you. But (laughs) my primary goal, (laughs) thank you, my primary goal is to serve people from my heart and lead them to the transformation that they need. And once I got that. I did my Tony Robbins trainings with my face bandaged with gauze all over Good my for face. you.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. And, you know, and that would be a major excuse to not do it. But on the other hand, it's an amazing opportunity, Tony Robbins, or even maybe your next client, because, you know, your next yes. client, your next win, the next, the next opportunity to help someone solve a problem. So that's so amazing. And, I thought I saw that video, Todd. It's 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 awesome. So well, I hope this this story inspires a lot of people thinking, "Oh my gosh, I don't look good for camera," or "I don't." I'm so self aware when I'm on camera.
1: There are actually three primary limiting beliefs that people have, and the first one is, "I don't like how I look on camera." And the truth is, even supermodels are in therapy over this topic. Okay. Yeah. And um, the second one is, I don't. Want anybody to think I don't have anything smart to say. And there are solutions to that. You can script things and put it in a teleprompter and record. And now you're on track. Like I revealed at the beginning, at the very beginning, I was vulnerable and I said that I struggled with attention disorders, but also dyslexia. Mm. And if I'm going to be sharing information about numbers in a very specific order and you see me on video, I'm probably operating off of a teleprompter so I don't embarrass myself, right? That's my mm. way of, of um, removing that limiting belief. And then the final one is like, there's actually two. I don't, there's actually two more. There's, I don't like how my voice sounds, mm. which is all repetition to get over. And the final one is, I don't have an expensive camera, but the reality is your cell phone is an amazing camera. So when I'm teaching salespeople, or um, even their support team that they're farmers. I teach them to use their cell phone as their primary device for creating their videos because it's a great device. Use what you got and what you got's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, it is. And and the phones nowadays are are pretty awesome. I mean, I I love to use my phone sometimes for lives and everything, so it works perfectly. And to be honest, you know what I had? In the beginning, the first live, I hated video, Todd. I really despised it. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I sounded. I wasn't clear about what I I was going to say. And then this moment happens that one person, which was in the Knowledge Business Blue uh, print, and she said, like, she had all these amazing things. And then she said, I need to quit. And I was like, no, you can't quit, right? So I got over all my camera being awkward on camera stuff and i just focused on delivering a message specifically to this person hopefully that she will be motivated not to quit because of any limiting beliefs yes and that was like the switch towards service um but when it comes to sales process the sales process a good sales process is also amazing for the sales team and the marketing team yes right so, how do you build? Can you give some tips on how to build a good sales process in the different stages of a customer's journey to, to have it from beginning uh, till end?
1: Okay, beautiful. One of my favorite nerdy topics. So, thank you. <laughs> like I, this is where I nerd out on most of my day. Yeah. The truth is, is it it boils back to attention. Like a lot of people think their prospects don't have long attention spans. And they miss all of the evidence around them. For example, 200 million worldwide paying customers watch Netflix every day. Excuse me. They pay for Netflix. Yeah. And for every Netflix account, there's an additional 2.5 people that poach in on that account. Mm. So now we're looking at like 700 million people that are using Netflix. And how often do they use it for two hours a day on average? Mm. That right there is all the evidence. And then look at your couch. There's like a butt divot in everybody's couch, <laughs> right? For oh all God. the time. So like, yeah, if, that's if all your the evidence. couch is
0: old, you do have a butt divot. Yes. And
1: that's all the evidence we need yeah. to know that our prospects have long attention spans if we're giving them information that's hyper relevant to their needs and their interests. Mm. But if you send them something that isn't, they won't, isn't relevant to their needs. They won't give you the attention span that you need. So here's the, now that we understand attention because it's selective, even with people with attention disorders like me, mm. it's selective. So how do you get your prospect to select, to choose that they want to give you a long attention span? Well, you need to create journey pages that are hyper relevant to them. Mm-hmm. So remove yourself from the concept of a one size fits all journey page. Yeah. Yeah because that doesn't appeal to anybody. And now think about who are the different prospects that you sell to and create unique journeys for each of them based on their needs, their pain, and their frustration. And then that page needs to be structured in a way that generates momentum so people can get through it easily. And one of the best ways to do it is to not give them a wall of text because reading is hard Mm. and you don't want people to feel like they're burning mental calories learning about your solution. And the second thing is you want to add video on that page that's hyper-relevant to them because video is easy. It's the easy button and you'll transfer your knowledge in an entertaining way. And before you know it, your prospect will be set up and ready for a meeting.
0: Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. And honestly, after doing this for a while, it's easier for me to do a video and to do lives than do a post. So there is other sides to the story. And why do you think, uh, for example, people who are coaches, online coaches or um, influencers, which are like posting, 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 and not doing a lot of video, what is your number one reason for them to do it? And can you give an example from a, a client that had a major result by, by doing that pivot to video?
1: I could give you a lot of examples I know. Okay, because I've been doing this for about 11 or 12 years. The first one
0: in mind.
1: <laughs> the one that comes to mind is uh, I was a, I'm, a, I'm on the board of the American Society of Breast Surgeons because my wife and my stepmom are survivors. Mm. And I go to every one of their conferences. And I was approached by a breast surgeon in Northern Virginia, which is outside of Washington, D.C. Mm. And none of us in the leadership knew who he was yet. And he approached me and said, Todd, I want to create a breast cancer school for patients. It needs to be video-based. I've watched what you've been doing. And would you coach me? Now, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Created his strategy and laid it out. And he answered the questions patients were asking. And then within just a couple of, uh, about a year, his videos started going viral. Today, he has more subscribers to his videos than the Susan G. Komen for The Cure, which is our biggest, biggest breast cancer awareness um, cause in America wow. and our National Cancer Institute. He has more subscribers to his videos than that. And then those two large organizations that have been doing this for decades. But the um, last two administrations, presidential administrations, identified him as a thought leader in the space because his uh, his wow. videos were going viral. And he today for the last two administrations, is now the chairman of the White House's President's Cancer Panel. Wow. And it's all, I know, and it's all about putting your knowledge out there as a thought leader and putting your vanity aside and start serving people from your heart and advising them. And before you know it, everybody that is your target customer will gravitate to you like a magnet if you're willing to serve them and put your ego aside.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I love it. And I love that story. That is a major impact on so many levels (laughs) and a major example why you should do it and how big of a difference it can make in a short amount of time. And when it comes to just something personal, right? So uh, I have the tendency when I go live that I just end up dragging some subject a little bit longer than I was supposed to, right? So is there I know there is not like a limit to okay, of course it's great for algorithms and that stuff, but uh um how do you avoid to not tell too much in one video or to not confuse them yes. by by just talking and jabbing too much about the subject? How do you keep yes. it on point?
1: Okay, so I think about this. I are you I don't know what your cuisine is like there, but um, here in the great American Southwest, Mexican food is pretty prevalent. And I think of a burrito. So think everybody like a burrito and your videos should not be burritos with jumbo tortillas with as many ingredients as possible, like six, seven ingredients and extra salsa and guacamole. Instead, (laughs) because nobody can digest all of that in one sitting. Instead- Your videos should be simple to digest, few ingredients, think enchiladas, simple little enchiladas that leave people craving more and coming Mm. back and not big burritos that they have to take a nap after. So Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that
0: example that really So what I do is
1: anytime I feel like I'm circling back on a topic. Yeah. Or I feel like wow, that's too much for somebody to to digest in one sitting. That's where the video, it's time to wrap up and do a summary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And with with video, you can record, right? So how about yourself? Do you record in one time or do you record several times to to serve one purpose?
1: When I'm creating my video, and I'm going to talk about one video right now, Mm -hmm. I don't care about how many takes it takes to make it great. By the way, perfection is not the goal. Connection is. And um, my job is to make sure that I don't get frustrated when I do my first take and it's not amazing. And I do my ninth take and it still sucks. And sometimes I might do 20 or 30 takes, but the truth is with each take, like a stone that is tumbling down the river, it polishes. And before I know it, when I get to the 15th take, it's so much better than the first. And when I look at it, I'm like, that's good. I can go live with that. I can publish it that is my process. But what I don't do is I don't beat myself up mentally yeah. and tell myself yeah. I suck so important. during you just move on and get the next one better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that, that, you know, when you record, 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 and it doesn't go the way you want, then you shouldn't be frustrated, right? It's just, right. it's all progress. all so repetition. So when it comes to, um, When it comes to the marketing trends, could you tell a little bit more about the current marketing trends and everything that's going on right now and how it's changing specifically when it comes to uh, video or video marketing?
1: Well, I think it's kind of obvious for people who are content creators that the social media landscape is changing rapidly. The algorithms on Facebook and LinkedIn no longer allow you the same type of search. I see you nodding your head because you're like, oh yeah, right? (laughs) All the listeners
0: cannot see that, but that's absolutely true. The algorithm is completely changed.
1: Yeah. It's completely changed. It's not what it was before. The days of organic virality are virtually gone on the established platforms. Why? For a lot of reasons, but primarily because everybody and my mother is posting stuff and there's so much stuff that the networks need to decrease the amount of people that are going to see your post. And it went from 100% when we were all just posting kids back in the day. And now that we're posting adults, now your percentage is like 1% or 2% of your entire followers on Facebook are going to see your posts, which also means this is the ripe golden opportunity to start looking at other platforms yeah. while still maintaining a presence and a foothold where you've been performing before. Because what you want to be is one of the first. Like marketers, marketers think of themselves like the coolest kids at a bar. Yeah. They <laughs> like know all the good things and what to do and how, what to order. But the reality is if you want to own a network, if you want to be the friggin' big guru of a social network, you gotta be there when the social network isn't cool, and yeah. you gotta be laying down your roots because you gotta know the bartender and the um, and the and the bouncer and the cocktail waitresses and the general manager. So when the place starts bumping, mm-hmm. you own it, and you're the big baller in that place. So start looking at other platforms and start posting, and don't worry about immediate success. If that platform right now is primarily about politics or music like TikTok, hang out, continue to trailblaze in that spot. And before you know it, when that company wants to diversify, they will start promoting you because they already know you.
0: Yeah, I love that. And also, I've been speaking a little bit about generational marketing, right? So for example, maybe on Facebook, people are used to reading some longer posts, maybe some articles, uh, watching longer videos, Instagram is a little bit younger, shorter, shorter attention span, TikTok is just like blink of an eye, you right. need to be <laughs> doing crazy stuff to get the attention and to get right. the views um and youtube is of course the platform that stays stable and everything so i can imagine that when it comes to video you need to adjust to the platform too because of the readers or listeners i mean absolutely
1: the you've got to be adjusting and that often means and here's where the best marketers have already got this right mm-hmm. the best marketers understand that the answers to growing their followers the answers to getting more views and to generating more leads, the answers are in the analytics. Your mm-hmm. decisions yeah. are buried deep down inside the data. So that means when you create a video, go back and look at the analytics and start to ask yourself, what is this dashboard of information trying to tell me? And what can I learn from it so I can best serve people? And often you'll find, oh, the audience is dropping off at a certain spot. Am I? providing too much information. Did I go too long or did I not hold them after the first 10 seconds because I started off with a bang. But after that, my energy dipped, like you almost have to be doing an autopsy. Like you're a doctor, right? (laughs) And look at your information and understand that that's where the answers live.
0: Yes. Yes. I completely agree. It's very important to measure the progress and to see exactly what people are watching for and what's happening. Right. So, um, Did we skip any of the limiting beliefs people have when it comes to video creating and using video marketing as a powerful tool?
1: There is one. Oh, you know, Todd, I hear this all the time. Oh, you know, Todd, there's already people in my industry that are covering those topics. Yeah, guess what? There's already people in my industry talking about how long should a video be, but who can explain it through a burrito and an enchilada? My point is you've got your own unique flavor and the way that you explain things and your backstory and the excitement that you bring in. And if other people are already covering these topics, that's okay. There's always an extra open opportunity for a thought leader in a niche that is willing to step out and start covering the industry that they serve. And like a magnet, it'll attract leads your way if you're willing to put the needs And the pain and the frustration of that audience first and serve them just like a waiter would serve guests at their table
0: wow that was powerful todd (laughs) that that just blew some socks off i think so that was very very good and I, i it's very inspiring also for people that are maybe starting out or in in the business but maybe not for long because Yes, of course. When you start out and you see Tony Robbins, for example, with 40 years of experience, you're just Amazing. like, who am I, you know, to talk right. about this, but I'm so glad you addressed it. So glad you addressed it. Um, what do you think, what is next for you, Todd? What, what is the next level that you are heading up to?
1: Well, I'm writing a book right now on how to accelerate your sales wow. in, this, in this hybrid, remote and um, traditional sales world. But it really is, like we mentioned a few moments before, a blend of successful marketing strategies and what you should be doing as a salesperson. So I'm using my information that I've been sharing with my billion-dollar clients and providing it in a book. And I'm almost probably around New Year's of 2022. The book's going to drop and I'm excited about it. And on top of it, there are a lot of hilarious and heartwarming stories. My wife walked into the room the other day while I was reading one of the chapters and she looked at me and I'm on the couch in the living room and I am bawling my head off. And she's like, Oh my God, what just happened? I just went out of the room for a second. She said, and I go, no, no, I'm just reading this chapter about when we went through breast cancer together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But you know, if you've been in, in this business for 20 years, you've got epic stories to tell and that are transformational, that help people accelerate their path to the magic word. Yes. And I'm excited to help businesses of all sizes get to that point where they can start selling at freakish rates and getting their name out there and being known.
0: Oh, I love that. I love your energy too. So you, you have a framework or something that you're going to provide, right? When it comes to helping people utilize video to grow. Yeah,
1: there's, It's funny you bring this up because there's five spots, there's five zones of influence, how to use video to accelerate your business. And those five zones, I'll just uh, rattle them off, but in the book, and when I'm on stage, I train audiences on how to master the five zones. But typically when people are thinking about video, they're really thinking about video on social or an ad like a commercial. And every time I heard a marketing expert or a video marketing expert talk about the power of video, it always felt one-dimensional. So I had to create the five zones in order for people to see that video is the most powerful tool in the business world. You just have to realize what strategies to deploy in what zone. Yeah. So zone one is discovery. This is how you get found. And inside of discovery is social media, it's ads. It's webinars and um, an email, email newsletters. So that's all zone one. And I detail out the strategies for using video in those areas. Zone two is, is where after zone one, the primary job of zone one is to move people to zone two, your website, where they can learn more about you and schedule an appointment, right? So you can have a meeting. So I lay out the zone two strategies of how to structure your website and how to use video on those different journey pages like we discussed earlier, but also how to get super creepy and spy on your prospects. So, you know, which one of them are really interested because the people that are super interested, like the ones that are buyers, mm-hmm. they're the ones that watch over 80% of your videos yeah. on those pages, And, I do. and if you, <laughs> right? So if you can get an alert, and I teach people how to do this, if you can get an alert on your phone, When a prospect is watching over 80% of your videos on your website, those are the people you're supposed to prioritize for follow-up. That's zone two. Zone three is the strategies that salespeople need to use on a daily basis to convince and convert faster. And that revolves around using video through their cell phone. Zone four are the strategies for your existing customers, the low-hanging fruit, the people that already love you, that want to give you money again and again and again. And so I teach those strategies. And in zone five, that is the strategies for training your, your team and your stakeholders so they can go out and represent the company in the best light forward. But I realized while writing the book, there's actually a sixth, a sixth zone. And it oh, came great. to me from Tony Robbins' audience. You see, when I get off the stage people would reply back with personal videos. And what I discovered is one guy used a personal video to get his family onto the list of um, breeders that had a new litter, and they were off the list of the dogs in the new litter, but they created a personal video for the breeder and the family leapfrogged to position two and got to select the dog that they wanted. Another person tells a story about how they used video when their fiance's sister died and the fiance was somewhere else and they had to connect human to human. And so I teach these little stories of people that are using video in personal ways to impact the human relationship and achieve yes. Like my wife and I are now in escrow on a home and when we submitted our offer, you bet we created a personalized video for the seller and we landed the home. So I teach that in zone six.
0: Oh my gosh, that that are great examples. And just to <laughs> open up the mind, to open up yes. the mind to the possibilities. I love that. I love that. Unlocking, unlocking. <laughs> so uh, um where where can people find you, Todd?
1: Well, they can find me on LinkedIn or on Facebook or um on my uh, my website. I have two websites. One, me as a speaker, toddhartley.com. And I teach boot camps, teach individuals, how to get on camera and to break their limiting beliefs and to create videos. But I also teach companies how to use video to accelerate. Yes. And then I also have an agency, a digital marketing agency, because I'm a super nerd and I get to work on my client (laughs) projects. And um, that company is Wirebuzz. Wirebuzz Wirebuzz.com. W-I-R-E-B-U-Z-Z.com.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So one last question. Yep. You are the only one, not only on Tony Robbins stage, you are on the world stage, right? So you speak to all the people. So one last thing. Why can any business afford to not do video? You're the only one who can talk about this. So yeah. If you don't, if you don't, nobody does video.
1: Yeah, I I actually don't think businesses can afford to wait around. Let me just break this down really quickly. If you want to do business it, unlike your customers, you're going to have smaller and smaller customers to serve. But if you want to appeal to the largest number of people that you can serve, video is a primary tool. It is the most powerful tool. There, people are four times more likely to watch video than to read text. They're four times. Why? Because people are lazy. And if you give them the easy button to watch the video, when you want to transfer your knowledge into their brain, They're going to remember 95% of the video, but only 10% when they read it in text. Mm. Yes. Text is important. Use it sparingly. Transfer most of your information with video. And when somebody watches a product or service video, they are 85% more likely to buy. Boom. Like that is why you, (laughs) you know, and by the way, I tell my team this all the time. I'm like, Don't fall in love with video, fall in love with the results. Because if we wake up one day and skywriting messages is the most effective form of marketing and sales optimization, you bet you by the afternoon, we're going to ditch our cameras and we're going to have a fleet of skywriting planes because we are in love not with the tactics or the medium, but the end results. And the tactics and mediums always change. But if you fix yourself on generating the results, You'll be guided to help people for the rest of your career. But video is going to be that tool for the rest of our business lives.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Todd, for setting the vault on fire, guys. I hope you enjoyed and we will tune in next week to level up. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general, the one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper, and see you next week to level up again.